the theme of wellness and intentionality aren't something on the list that we should ever shift priorities with. They should always be at the top of the list. However, it's okay to shift what's working within those priorities, like these habits and routines, when the circumstances of our lives are shifting with them. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so happy that you're here with me this week, and I'm super pumped to talk about today's topic. I felt really inspired by the blog I was writing for next week, and when I decided to record this podcast, I felt like it was a really good opportunity to expand on this conversation. I felt like typically with the blogs, I'm usually keeping it at around a thousand word count, and I felt like when I was writing it yesterday, I just didn't have enough space and leniency to really get into the depth of the conversation that I was hoping for. So I think Friday's blog is a really good surface level scratch of this topic and it offers a lot of questions and prompts that you can use as internal reflections when you're going through uh, this process that we're about to talk about. But I wanted to take this opportunity with the podcast to really expand on how we can fit intentionality and wellness into our busy schedules. I think I've definitely hit this point and talked about this topic several times on the podcast and in the blog, just in variations, not as like the subject as a whole. So I just want to talk about it because I not only felt inspired by what I was writing, but I the topic itself was inspired by the circumstances of my life very currently, like in the very moment that we're speaking. So over the next month and a half, including last week, I will be doing a lot of traveling. I will be gone for like three or four days every week for the next month and a half, going to Charleston for some really amazing clients, which is very exciting. I'm going there three times total, one time last week and two more times over the next month. And then I am going to the Forbes conference next month, which I've told you guys about I am so, so, so utterly excited and I can't wait. It's just going to be so amazing. They have finalized the speakers list. It's incredible who is going to be there. Kendall Jenner will be speaking for 818. Alex Earl will be speaking for the influencer generation. I mean, it's just going to be some really incredible people. A lot of listers are going to be speaking from uh, the 30 under 30 list from this year. Uh, Previous listers, people from Forbes, current you know, incredible CEOs. I mean, it's just going to be a really incredible networking opportunity and very, very extraordinary learning opportunity. I'm just so excited to be in a room full of people that inspire me and, you know, reach so many amazing depths in their fields and in their niches. So I'm really excited, but it is a little overwhelming doing so much traveling. I feel like, you know, rounding to this topic, it's very hard. And I know so many people feel like this. It's very hard 
to feel confident in your routine and in your habits when you're doing so much traveling or when something in your life feels very displaced, whether that's travel, whether that's putting in overtime at your job, whether that's, uh, you know, being a parent or just like school starting has been a good theme for a lot of my clients who have children. So a lot of them have been asking for, you know, deadlines to be pushed back and et cetera, because they're just getting back into the groove of things. And in that time, you know, in that two, three, maybe four weeks, routines, habits, things like that, intentionality, wellness can all feel a little bit displaced and out of order. So I really want to talk to you guys today about how we can maintain motivation, how we can maintain our drive and determination to complete these habits, but also on the same note, why it's very necessary to make adjustments to said habits and routines when we are in a period of displacement, whether that's something that feels really positive. For example, my my case where I'm traveling and, you know, I'm not feeling displaced because something bad is happening in my life. I just have a lot going on right now and I'm really, really busy, you know, not just with the travel, but with clients and building the business and, you know, working on this really big project that I've talked to you guys about and all of these different things. So life right now just feels a bit chaotic, feels a bit overwhelming. And in those scenarios, I really try and sit back and ask myself what feels completely necessary to my habits and routines and where can I make adjustments to those habits and routines so that I feel like every day I am being intentional with my time and I am being intentional with my energy, but it maybe isn't to the degree that I normally am when I'm not as busy, when I'm not as chaotic. So what I'm talking about here, and I referenced this a little bit in the blog, but I really want to dive into this before I talk about my current circumstances. So I've talked to you guys numerous times, time and time again, about the beginnings of my healing journey, my intentional living journey, my journey to starting LaRue, but I want to talk about it in this frame of context because I think it's really extraordinary when I think back on it, how much I have been able to adjust and shift my habits and routines over the last several years, not just with the busyness of my life, but also with the ways I've grown. I've outgrown a lot of habits. I've outgrown a lot of routines. I've also grown into a lot of very exciting habits and routines. So I just want to take some time to compare these two because I think a lot of the time, the the point in me doing so is that We can feel very self-critical when we feel like we're no longer fulfilling habits and routines that we once did for the specific reason that they might have worked for us then, but maybe they aren't working for us now. And that's why we feel that sense of disappointment. But the, the thing that we're missing there, the thing, the shift that we're not making is asking ourselves maybe why those previous habits or, you know, one habit or a couple out of the 10, why those habits are no longer working for us and how we can adjust them to work for us now. So before I dive into the the comparison of past and present, the very quick example of this is something as simple as journaling. Like maybe you're not Maybe it takes you a while to write down your journal, but you loved previously the act of like physically writing it. But maybe if you're busier, this is a great example that we can talk about and open up more later in the podcast. But if you're someone who's busier, maybe it's just time to start keeping a digital journal. It's much faster to type than it is to write, but you can still maintain that habit of journaling. So 
going back to the past and the present, I think the point in saying all of this and the point of understanding all of this is that wellness and intentionality themselves, the theme of wellness and intentionality, aren't something on the list that we should ever shift priorities with. They should always be at the top of the list. However, it's okay to shift what's working within those priorities, like these habits and routines, when the circumstances of our lives are shifting with them. We can't always expect ourselves to show up exactly how we did a month ago, two months ago, six months ago, a year ago, because our lives look so different. Our lives are always going to be shifting with the ebb and flow of everything outside of us and everything within us. So when I was thinking about this and writing the blog, I really felt a beautiful symmetry to my life as it once was when I began intentional living and how it is now, because there are so many parts of those two very separate journeys that are so interconnected, but there are a lot of parts that I felt a lot of nostalgia to because I do see where I've outgrown certain things and I do see where certain habits, while they might be beneficial periodically, aren't something I need to be doing every day because I've done so much healing, because I've done so much growing into my own intentional living journey. So I'm going to take you guys back several years. <laughs> I can't believe, I, I, I truly cannot believe how long it's been since I've started this journey, since I've started LaRue. And, you know, every time I have these conversations with you guys, I always just feel such a beautiful sense of connection to the girl who began this journey and the girl who began this business because she she was so broken but still so ambitious and she just wanted something that was her own and she wanted to heal so so deeply and you know there's always going to be more work there's always going to be more healing and I'm okay with that I'm on board with that I'm good to go with that but I have done so much of the work and and when I think back on the beginning times there is this interesting sense of joy and connection to who I once was. And even though it felt so terrifying and it made me so angry and sad in the moment, there are very periodic moments in my life currently where I wish I could go back to her and I just want to hug her and love her. And I can do that. I do do that. You know, when I do my EFT tapping and when I create these little visions in my head of, of my ability to go back and remember who I was at six years old, who I was at 16, who I am now at 26, and being able to hug those versions of myself and tell them it's going to be okay and you're going to heal and, you know, you're going to figure it out. So anyways, I was writing the blog yesterday. I keep going on these little tangents. It's very typical of me. I was writing the blog yesterday and I was thinking about the beginning of this journey. So this was, I began like my healing journey and the intentionality aspects in March of 2020. So right when COVID blew up, you know, you guys know the majority of the story, but I'll give you a backstory. If you are new here, welcome. And if you haven't, I encourage you to go listen to the very first episode of this podcast, which is literally called How I Began My Intentional Living Journey. And it shares with you so many of the circumstances of my life that was happening that led me to this breaking point where I no longer wanted to live. I no longer wanted to be a part of this world. And I had to make a choice of whether I was going to fight for my life and for myself and heal and deal with all of the freaking shit I was carrying around with me 
or if I was going to flight and I wasn't going to heal and I didn't want it. I didn't want to choose that option. So when I began my intentional living journey, there were so many things that were focused on this. The biggest thing about the the beginning of my journey, an opportunity that I was very blessed with is that it was in fact COVID. So I was not the only one who was stuck at home (laughs) doing nothing. And I also didn't have a job. This was right after I graduated college and right after I had my knee surgery. And I was just at the end of like my six month recovery from my knee surgery. I had just been finishing PT and I had been applying to jobs, but obviously COVID exploded in March and not a lot of people were hiring and everything that I was looking for just made me depressed at the idea of actually getting that job. I was just getting it for the sake of having it. So very, very long story short, again, go back. If you if you want to listen to the rest of this podcast and you've never listened to the very first episode, I encourage you to pause here, go back, listen, and then come back here. But very long story short, I ended up reaching this breaking point and I sat my parents down. Thankfully, I, I knew I had a very safe space to go to the people who love and support me with you know, all of themselves and tell them what was happening. My parents knew I wasn't in a great spot, but I was very, very talented at hiding my emotions. It was one of my best qualities, one of my best traits. It was something I was incredibly good at and I was able to hide everything within me. And so I told my parents, I'm I'm at this point where I no longer want to be a part of this life. I don't want to live anymore. I can't fight anymore. I need your help. And a part of that conversation was, okay, well, what do you want to do right now? And I was like, well, there's nothing we can do right now, really, because of COVID. Like, I can't, I can't move back to New York. I can't get a job, like, feasibly. I also can't go get, like, a normal, you know, uh, maybe barista job or restaurant job. I couldn't be on my feet for that long because of my knee surgery. So my parents very gracefully and very kindly told me, let's put the job on hold. You don't need a job right now. There's really no point. I was living with my mom and she was able to provide, you know, the very basic necessities that I needed. I was able to live under her roof and she provided the groceries and the things I needed to sustain my life. And my parents decided, you know, you don't need to find a job right now. We can revisit that in however many, you know, months you need. But right now, we need to focus on healing. We need to focus on getting you better mentally, emotionally, physically. I was still on such a, you know, physical healing journey, even though I was rounding out PT. I was still in a spot where I needed to spend a lot of time on my own physically recovering from the surgery and and just, you know, from general stuff. So my parents and I agreed that it was time to start dealing with all of this. And a little extra touch of backstory to this is that if you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say I needed to heal, there was a period in my life, a year and a half of my life, a year and three months of my life, where I experienced trauma after trauma after trauma. So my brother passed away when I was 18 and a freshman in college. And then I was physically assaulted during that time, or I'm sorry, after that time. And I had to go through a trial where the person was convicted and sentenced to jail. And then a year and two months, two or three months after my brother had passed away, my dad tried to commit suicide. Thankfully, he was unsuccessful. He went through his own healing journey uh, and came out the other side so much stronger and doing amazing. But 
after college, after I didn't have something that was keeping me wildly busy, I started to sink into all of these feelings. The guilt, the grief, the anger, every negative emotion that you could imagine in your toolbox, in your in your vocabulary box, existed within me. And it was amplified a hundred thousand percent. And it was consuming me. So a part of that conversation was, okay, not only do we, I need to get physically healthier, not only do I need to figure out what the hell I want to do with my life, but I need to deal with this stuff. So as I began my intentional living journey, a part of that was creating a team around me who could help me, not just, you know, friends, not just parents, not just people who could support me, but literally a team of professionals who could help me heal. And I know that this is financially expensive and not always feasible for everybody. So there are alternative options to creating this kind of team. But I was in a position where, again, thankfully, my parents were able to create this team for me. So I ended up going back to see my old therapist who I saw after Joshua passed away uh, for like a year, I think, maybe after he passed. And then it just kind of tapered off. I started seeing my therapist again. I started EFT coaching, which if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to my podcast on EFT with my EFT practitioner, Valerie. She's incredible. And I got a life coach. So I did all of the above. Someone who could help me manifest and break through ceilings and and blocks that were preventing me from starting the business that I wanted, the goals I actually knew I had. I was working with an EFT practitioner to specifically heal those three traumas, my my grief, my guilt, my anger around those three exact traumas. That was someone I worked with specifically regarding that year and a half of my life. And then I went back to my therapist for a very general overview of where I'm at now, really, was was the struggle that her and I had talked about and where I was struggling currently with like the range of emotions, not just with that grief and those traumas, but with you know, feeling like a disappointment because I didn't have a job after college and then feeling so stuck because it was COVID and all of, you know, other stuff. Feeling so isolated, feeling so much hatred towards being back in Florida. Again, like the list was nonstop. So I got that team built and then I decided it was time to start taking control of everything in my life that I possibly could. I started taking control of my mental health by building this team, taking control of my emotions, again, team, I also was in a, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm very blessed. I was also in a position where I could continue physical therapy with a personal trainer at the gym. So I was able to start getting my physical health under control, dealing with, you know, a lot of things there. Go back and listen to the, the more recent, very more recent health journey podcast. But I got this amazing team around me. And then I also had my support system being, you know, my family, my friends, specifically my parents. And then it was, everything else was up to me. Everything else was a, what am I going to do every day? It was, it was, how can I fill my time and feel productive? And that's where intentionality really became the name of the journey, the name of the business, the, the entire point behind this business is being intentional with your time, your money, your emotions, with your business, with your life everything revolves around intentionality so I started creating habits and routines for myself that would benefit me 
short term and long term. I started reading again. I started reading self-help books. I started learning more about the mind and the body and why I was feeling so much grief and, and why this the grief felt the way it did. I started building a community around me. So I found, you know, amazing people through social media where I was able to feel like I was being supported by so many different people who really genuinely wanted me to heal and wanted me to become better. And then I got the vision of, okay, what if I launch LaRue? You know, I'll start it as a blog and I, you know, I'll see where it goes from there. And never in my wildest dreams would I have guessed it would have gotten here. You know, in the beginning of LaRue, just a quick side note, I was very confused when I was doing like the typical business planning. I was very confused to as what I should write down for what I want like three years from now, five years from now, because I... I really genuinely didn't know the answer to that. And I had no idea how I was going to build out a business just from a blog. But now here we are about to launch our, you know, our online community. We have the creative studio. It's just extraordinary. And I'm, I'm just so, so grateful, especially for the people who show up here weekly and listen to this podcast. So anyways, I started building all of these intentional ways in my life that I could practice daily all of these intentional habits all of these intentional routines intentional thoughts intentional actions that I could practice every single day that would make me a better person that would make me a better version of me that would help me to heal and those that's that six months between beginning that journey and launching LaRue, which was in October of 2020. So next month will be the three-year anniversary. Those six months truly changed the trajectory of the rest of my life. I I healed an inordinate amount of emotions, baggage, and trauma in those six months. It was all I was doing. Every single day, I... I decided it was time to let go of a job and I decided it was time to just focus on myself. And every single day I woke up and I fought. I woke up and I I fought for my life. I fought for my mental health. I fought for my emotional health. I fought for my dreams every single day. And there were days that were much more of a battle than others. I woke up and I fought for everything that I wanted, for the person that I wanted to become and for the person that I once was. And now to fast forward to where I'm at now, those same habits and routines that I practiced at the very beginning of all of this, the amount of habits and routines that I was practicing, I mean, every single aspect of my life in a day-to-day was a part of a habit or was a habit or was a part of a routine. I was dedicating every hour of my day, every moment, every minute of my day, every breath of my day into creating an intentional life and now so much of that is just it's so a part of my day-to-day that I don't even think about it as habits or routines like I think what I'm trying to say is the scope of what I was establishing then was so much larger than the habits and routines I see myself committing to each day because so much of what I was doing then really was rooted in healing so the art of practicing meditation I didn't even know how to meditate back then now I just do it when I need it 
the art of practicing like breathing exercises. Again, I didn't know what that meant. I studied it. I learned about it. And now I just do it when I need it. Same with EFT. The same with like things like waking up early. Um, the same ways I'm so organized now. Like all of these internal processes were all initially established all at the exact same time, all within those six months. And now so much of that is carried into my normal life and in my day to day that the habits and routines I see myself talking about are truly like my morning routine, my evening routine, and the very specific actions I practice every single day that feel very intentional to me because the holistic view of my life is intentional. That's it. Everything I do is intentional. Every thought that I have, I ensure is is on the way to being intentional. Of course, like not every thought is, but I I aim to to think that way and I aim to be that way with my life. I aim to do that with everything that I produce, this podcast, the blog, everything, all all my content, my my client content, my clients work, like everything. Everything needs to feel intentional. And I feel very used to that being a part of my normal practice. So now it's about how can I incorporate very specific intentional actions that really resonate to incorporating daily things like spirituality, wellness, etc. So that's when we get into what seems like a simplistic habit and routine, but actually isn't. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes to things like journaling, daily EFT, uh, waking up at a certain time, getting movement in from in my case, it's going to the gym, like all of these things that I practice daily that remind me to keep the, the thought of intentionality at the top of mind. I really hope that makes sense because now we're finally getting into the actual point of this entire podcast, 25, almost 25 minutes later, which is how do we make adjustments to those things when we're incredibly busy and when our schedules really rev up at certain times of the year, certain times of our career, whatever it may be. I realized that I may have taken too much time to elaborate on the the introduction to this podcast. So this might end up being two parts. We'll see how I feel at the end. But the point in explaining all of this is that over the course of those three years, obviously, so many circumstances of my life pushed me to shift the habits and routines that felt intentional daily once I had built the foundation for an intentional life. I think that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make is once you have a foundation to live intentionally, whatever that means to you, to live in, to live a life built on wellness, spirituality, intentionality, once you have that foundation, the day-to-day things are allowed to adjust. We are allowed to make changes to those intentional habits and those routines because the foundation will never be rocked. The foundation will never break. There are maybe certain times in our life where something happens where it feels like that may break, but when we're ready, we're able to step back in because that initial build of that foundation will never waver. I be- I truly believe that. No matter what circumstances come in my life, I truly believe that I will be able to always come back to intentional living. I will always be able to come back to these habits and these routines and this mindset that I have built, that I've worked so long to build. 
and it'll always be there for me. I think that's really the elaboration that I want to get at because the blog I wrote, it really does have like the foundational notes of the day to day aspect, but I wasn't really able to round out the holistic message of that blog, which I think is is exactly that. It's that we we are able to make adjustments as needed as time goes on. But that in, initial build of our intentional lives, that initial foundation that we build that's the most important part of this journey because that foundation is what we walk on every single day. It's what we build our habits and routines on every single day. And when certain moments in our lives come where we're too busy or, you know, a very big moment in our life changes, like we get married, we move, we have kids, uh, we graduate from school, we start a new job, we end a job, whatever it may be, in those moments, we'll need to make adjustments. But those adjustments are built on that foundation. And we can always adjust foundations. You know, every, I don't know how often streets are changed or repaved, but it happens every so often, every, what, 10 years, let's go with. In our case, it's going to be, you know, much shorter in-betweens. But every foundation needs a little fine-tuning every once in a while. Every foundation needs a little nurturing and a little care and a little love and a little attention to. We're not thinking about that foundation maybe every single day that we're walking on it. But every once in a while when we see a little crack in the pavement or a pothole that we drive over, we're like, hey, this needs repairing. And I think that that metaphor is very applicable to the intentional foundation that we build for ourselves because... When we see something no longer working, it is a pothole. It is a crack in the foundation. We're like, oh, hey, let me address this. It's not, it doesn't need to be a big deal. It doesn't need to be, oh, I'm not living intentionally anymore because the way I journal, the way I used to journal isn't working for me now. That's absolutely not the case. That's absolutely not how it works. It's just like, oh, I stopped journaling. I see that now. And maybe I stopped because the way I was doing it before isn't working for me now. And I just need to make adjustments. That is actually the holistic message of this podcast. It's not about the day-to-day adjustments. It's about realizing that the circumstances of our lives are consistently changing. And it's okay for the things we build up on the foundation to change. It's this, we could use the same metaphor of like the seasons changing. Trees in at least you know, up here and maybe, maybe not in Florida, but here you see the, tr- the trees change with the seasons. It's turning to fall. Leaves are on the ground more. You see the color of the trees are changing. It's the same thing with our habits and our routines. Those are not that those are not all of what makes up intentional living, because if that were the case, you'd call them habits and routines. I am talking about the very aspects of our lives that change from those foundations, from the foundation of living intentionally, which is being mindful, which is being having wellness incorporated, which is understanding your emotions, which is having habits, having routines, having strong friendships, all of the above. Like it's it's every aspect of your life. Intentional living is completely holistic. What I'm talking about is how some parts of that holistic journey need adjustments. And that's every part of that holistic journey. But the foundation, I'm just repeating myself, I know, but I am, I'm driving this point home. The foundation is what stays sturdy throughout the rest of our lives. So 
the foundation in which the tree is growing will always stay the same. We're not going to pick up the tree and move it. And I, I know that, you know, that that is a thing, but let's pretend it's not. We're not going to see the foundation of the tree move. We're not going to see the trunk of the tree change. It's the leaves that are changing. It's the parts of the tree. It's the parts of intentional living that change. And when new seasons of our lives come in, they might call for adjustments. And that's when you can refer to the very step-by-step tips that I talk about in the blog, like asking yourself questions of, okay, I once had this list, this solid list of habits and routines that are working. Deconstruct that list and ask yourself, what part of this is no longer working? What part of this is still working? And carry that over into your new habits and routines and make adjustments to the things that weren't working. Okay, I think we've rounded it out. I know I repeated myself a lot. And I know that the premise of the podcast kind of changed as I was talking, especially since I took so much time up. But I talking about, you know, previous Lauren and, and LaRue from long, long time ago. But... I think the holistic message that I have for you guys is is that intentional living is a lifestyle. It is a it's not just one part of your life. It is the holistic view of your entire life. And over time, we can intentionally take hold of parts of our lives like more recently that I've been doing with my health. I've been really being intentional about my health journey, my doctors, medications I'm on, taking care of myself, supplements, vitamins, workout, etc., weight loss, etc. There are certain points in our lives where we'll be more intentional with certain things than others, but over the course of our life, because we've established this lifestyle for ourselves, we're able to one by one take control and be intentional with everything. I hope that makes sense. I really hope that the message I was trying to get across in fact did and I I hope that you see what I'm talking about here is intentional living as a whole and within intentional living there are so many facets of our lives that we can change and adjust as the circumstances and experiences ask us to all right I hope that hits I hope it helps I hope you got the message I hope I hope all of that made sense and you know the spiel I love you all so so dearly and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.